For BYU-Idaho Radio, I'm Celeste Simmons. I'm here today with Troy Spratling, a faculty member of the Engineering Technology Department here at BYU-Idaho. Thank you so much for meeting with me today, Brother Spratling. It's good to be here. Thank you, Celeste. So you are the devotional speaker this week um, at our devotional here at BYU-Idaho. What was your initial reaction when you were asked to, to give a devotional talk? How did they discover me? I never thought in my days here that uh, me, especially an automotive teacher, would would, uh, grace the stage of a devotional. So (laughs) anyway. Yeah. And how long have you been here at BRU-Idaho? 23 years. I've actually, I think I'm in my 24th. I started my 24th year. I came in 1999. And what was your journey that led you here to Rexburg? Yeah. Um, This is a story I don't think I've shared too often, but... uh, I actually had taught 11 years in Utah, and I had a chance to go back uh, home to Oregon, where I was raised in eastern Oregon, Pendleton area, and uh, it was always my dream to to go back home and and be part of the family business, the family farm, and I got to experience that for a short while, because I had only been there 18 months when I got a phone call from someone I didn't even know. And I'd never been to BYU, or, uh, to Rick's College. And um, anyway, they called me to apply for a teaching position here. And I said, where did you get my number? <laughs> <laughs> and cell phones hadn't been out too many years in, at, at that time in, in, in our world's history. But anyway, I, uh, I, I kind of reluctantly, I, I said, you know, I'm not so sure. And, well, they called me a couple of weeks later. In fact, it was Rudy Pusey. He's, he's kind of a, a, a wonderfully known person here. He graduated, or I'm sorry, <laughs> he re, uh, has retired since then, but uh, not too many years ago, by the way. But anyway, Rudy tried a second time. They go, look, we would really like to have you put an application in to teach here at Rick's College in the automotive program. And I finally agreed to. I just kind of knew the spirit was kind of telling me, you need to do this. And... Uh, so we decided to come down for the interview and, and all that, and uh, we stopped at the Boise Temple on the way down. We hadn't even been here yet, my wife and I, and uh, I knew after I came out of the temple, I didn't receive anything in there, but out in the parking lot, I said, Shelley, I think this is supposed to happen. And she says, Troy, if that's where we're supposed to go, I guess that's where we're supposed to go. <laughs> so I guess that's... That's kind of my story. I, I received a phone call to, to apply, and uh, here I am. And it's, it's been a wonderful uh, experience for, for me and, of course, our, our family and our children. All of our children are married now, but uh, it, it was a, a neat, it's been a neat thing to be here and be part of this becoming BYU-Idaho. We, we had some things to learn to become a university. And uh, in, in, I'd say toward the early days, um, I was— asked to be an associate dean, which I had no idea what one was. And um, Max Checkets was um, in the administrative uh, you know, position in those days to uh, work with department chairs and so forth. To uh, I got to visit with him, obviously, on occasion. Of course, uh, Glenn Embry was our dean of the College of Physical Sciences and Engineering. And um, we, we were just trying to, I think, learn what was it like to be a university for one and and number two i mean we even changed you know different names of how things used to operate you know instead of have uh, uh we have departments now where they used to be uh oh 
good grief, I can't remember the term now. It's terrible. But uh, anyway, it's just been uh, fun to see, uh, you know, the changes in curriculum. I sat on curriculum council in the day and um, what it meant to have three and four hundred level classes because, see, everything we had, you know, we were two-year school. In Rick's College at that time, if I remember correctly, we had one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, two-year public, you know, I'm sorry, not public at school, you know, libraries of her public, or I'm sorry, private institution. So in some ways, we, we were equipped uh, pretty well to, to make that transition. And we had enough PhDs uh, for sure already. It was amazing how things had kind of fallen into place and we were already prepared for the grand announcement by, by President Hinckley in 2000. What an amazing change, and it's so cool that you got to be here for it, and you've yeah. been able to see it grow since then. Your talk this week is titled, That Ye Should Not Be Offended. I think that is a great topic and something that we can all work on, right, as just as human beings. And how did you decide to talk about being offended and not being offended? What led you to want to talk about this? Well, sometime back... A year and a half, maybe two years ago, I had no idea what I was being prompted by, or I mean prompted for. We knew who it was by, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, no, I, I'm not going to be speaking any any place grand. I go, maybe a, you know, maybe state conference will call me for something. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. But I just kept writing down little thoughts or ideas about uh, uh, being offended or offense, and because uh, I have, you know, I've had my own. As we all do, we have we have our own experiences with that in this life, and so I would just kind of not reluctantly, but kind of like, well, why am I doing this? Why am I writing these things down? And and I did, and so when the phone call came, you know, last December to speak in devotional, I I had to pause and think, Troy, this this is what you were called, you know, the phone call might be about, and and they said it was your know your topic you, you get to decide and I says well I already have a topic and uh, so that's that's kind of how it happened <laughs> you were prepared <laughs> I love that and in your talk you start out talking about an experience that you had where you could have felt offended and you could have retorted you say um, and said something back to this person mm -hmm. um, and then you talk about something that Stephen R. Covey describes as the space between stimulus and response. Can you touch on that, the space between stimul stimulus and response and what that means? Yes. So um, reading the book, of course, you're probably young enough that you didn't hear about the Stephen R. Covey courses, but uh, we went through some training on campus. We had that opportunity. It was, it was optional. But uh, then my wife and I, after the course, we got the books and, and enjoyed it even more, But this, this, this book. But... Uh, so whenever we uh, act on something, it's probably due to a stimulus. You know, whether that be something physical or, or emotional or in our, you know, in our in our thoughts or something. But uh, then we, you know, really the, the the real science, I guess, the real thoughts behind this with Stephen R. Covey, as I understand it, is when we have an interaction of some sort with somebody or, or something, then we we respond. But it's our choice. There's that little space of, of we're free, you know, that little, that little space where we have the power to choose. And so we choose our response, whether it be an action, a word, or something we, we go ahead and do. And I also love what Elder Bednar has shared. Um, 
in in some uh, different uh, talks. I can't remember the name of a talk in particular, but uh, he says, you know, we we um, we choose to be offended, and I'm like, wow, this is right in line with what I've with what I've you know felt. And then I did find that talk later, but uh, you know, it's included in my in my thoughts there. But it's about again what the power we have. We have the power as an individual to choose our response. Yeah, so it all comes down to agency. Yeah. 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 In your talk, you refer to a talk by President Benson. And in his talk, he says that pride is a sin that can be readily seen in others, but is rarely admitted in ourselves. How do you think that we can recognize pride within ourselves? Well, first of all, I think we all, because of the light of Christ in us, right? We know what's right and wrong. And the more we don't choose right, <laughs> the, the less the Spirit will, of course, you know, help us recognize and, and, and be uh, assisting us in our lives and our, in our choices. I'll never forget when President Benson was called to be prophet. Shelly and I had been married only a few short years. I think it happened in 1985 when he was called. We were students at BYU Provo. And anyway, this talk was given in 1989. And of course, that's dating myself to, to, to a lot of people in the audience, possibly. But anyway, um, if you think about it, um, we're so desirous that people give us the benefit of the doubt or to give us a break. But yet, somehow, we want to maybe hang on to this right to uh, be judgmental of someone else. So it's hard for us to recognize in ourselves that prideful tendency when we should have the tendency to, yeah, we should give them the benefit of the doubt because I myself am making mistakes every day as well. I don't always respond how I should. And I work with some wonderful faculty members in the automotive program who do just that. No one seems to react. Um, and when we do, or if one of us does, we don't take it personal. It's neat. I, I work with adults. And um, to me, that's the true mark, perhaps, of an adult is uh, to not react or, or to take offense easily. Uh, yes, we need to maybe guard ourselves if it's something really, you know, hateful or vengeful towards us, and we just cautiously step aside. But, uh, yeah. We, we, we need to let go of that uh, self-perceived right <laughs> to uh, you know, give them, a, give them a, a chance or benefit, you know, benefit of the doubt and uh, recognize our own weaknesses. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's a, that's a great insight. In the devotional discussion board, you posed the question, how can we develop the strength of character to not take offense in our interactions with others? So I wanted to pose the same question to you. How can we develop the strength of character to not take offense in our, in our interactions with others? This is a tough question. It is. And I've already read some lines from the discussion board, and I, I hope I can give a little bit of justice here at <laughs> some of the wonderful things that have been said. Um, and it's amazing. Um, as soon as devotion was over last week, it went live. So I walked back from the eye center and sat down and looked at the discussion board just just thought you for fun. Three people had already posted. 
And now, you know, I think I counted two nights ago, it was 40 plus, and I don't know if it's up to 60 or 80, but anyway, that's not, that's not important. But as I've read through some of these, there's some, there's some great insights. Um, of course, some of them are, are uh, pretty simplistic answers, but yet in that same token, they're, they're, they're probably the right answer, right? Um, we need to examine ourselves. We need to pray. And, and it, it's like we've been taught all our lives. You know, if we immerse ourselves in the scriptures, then then we become you know much more focused on on Christ and we uh, and how we should live and react. And um, I wish I could remember some of the direct lines from the posts, but uh, in an interview, you kind of you kind of go blank. But on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, there, there's just some great insights, and I hope to share some of those those uh, and give them justice in, in the devotional. I'm allowed, you know, roughly 20 minutes, and uh, and uh, I thought it would be hard to come up with 20 minutes, but uh, now that I've about got this completed, it's, it won't be a problem. <laughs> well, we're grateful for the words that you're going to share um, at the devotional. Thank you so much today, Brother Spratling, for meeting with me. And good luck with your devotional talk on Tuesday. Thank you, Celeste.